that's out of your control. What is in your control is how you look after yourself, how you sleep, what you eat. I went through a period of my, in my Tottenham career where I was lacking confidence. I, I, I was shot to pieces and it was the worst time ever because I had a lot of pressure on my shoulders. I was the next best thing. I'd been talked about going to certain clubs. Welcome back to the So Close So Far podcast. I'm not joined by Ben and Josh today because they're on vacation. But hey, we're on vacation too. We're out <laughs> here at Jumeirah Beach Hotel and I'm joined with a special guest. We got Michael Dawson with us. Michael, good to be here. How's it's, it going? It's always good to be in Dubai. Yeah, just um, look at the background, right? I mean, I love this place. I've been coming for, oh, it must be 15 years now. 15 maybe, years. maybe Maybe more. Yeah. Um, incredible place. I'm now well retired from playing, yeah. uh, doing a different kind of thing, and I'm, I'm over here uh, with Football Escapes, so now I give the next generation a little bit of fun, give the parents a couple of hours to relax while we run around and play some football. Yeah, we were talking about this, it's the perfect setup. You come out here, you do the Football Escapes, yeah. making the impact for the kids, but then you also have the family vacation in a place like this. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, all, it, it works yeah. great. Great for, for Sam and, as I said, Football Escapes, they get their the players in and we come and coach we have some yeah. fun for a couple of hours we've got the parents game tonight so that should be fun um yeah, yeah i mean there's no better place to come and do parents it parents game is that all the parents coming they, in to they play they come and have a game those they, get competitive sometimes yeah probably they've got a you've couple got of hours parent to, sometimes <laughs> to see how that goes but yeah, yeah. It, it works great as i say i love dubai i love yeah. everything about it maybe one day i'd love to to move out here for yeah um to try it that way it's, it's an incredible place you've got everything you need the safety with the kids the weather um, and just everyone's so friendly and yeah. we get so well looked after. Yeah, we'll have to make you make the move soon. We'll make you make the move soon to Dubai. But today's exciting. So you've had a, an amazing career. Tottenham, uh, Forest, played in the Prem for like multiple years. So we're going to tap into that. But I want to start by going way back and talking about the youth, like how yeah. you grew up. So give the viewers a little bit of a recap. Where did you grow up and how did you get yeah. into football? I grew up in, in Yorkshire, North uh, probably about four and a half hours away from London, okay. in between Newcastle and Leeds, which is um, a great place for me growing up as a kid. Grassroots football, I had two older brothers that we just loved playing. Yeah. Honestly, if we had the opportunity to come to a place like this and have coaching, that didn't happen. We just played on the streets. Um, and I always wanted to be like my brother who's five years older than me. Um, we, all, we all went through the, the academy route of playing for Nottingham Forest. Okay. Um, so that was a, a long, long time ago, but I signed at the age of 14. Signed for them. I was going down on the train every weekend on a Friday night, three hours after school, training Saturday morning, playing yeah. Sunday, and then train train home on a, on a Sunday night, which was hard. It was some dedication, mm -hmm. but it was all I dreamed of being a professional footballer. Thankfully for me, that dream came true. Yeah. Unfortunately for a lot of players that did the same sacrifice, it didn't happen. So football can be a cruel game. Um, but I only, only remember it as, as, as good times. With, okay, so with going fun. back to 14, I just want to mm. zoom in on that time, especially like with you making the two, three hour, you said train yeah. ride all the yeah. way to Nottingham, just to be able to train with that team, right? Yeah. At the age of 14, that's a lot of dedication, a lot of sacrifice. What was that like, like leaving home and having to make that trip out there? 
Yeah, it was hard, obviously, because your friends, you get into that age, right? you get probably yeah. a little bit of attitude, um, thinking I can go out. You probably think you're older than you really are as a young 14-year-old. But I made friends in the game. I got on the train at Darlington, went to York, and there's probably three or four lads who got on the train then. We made a long three-hour three trip. Lads were coming from London to Nottingham. But we made, we made real relationships. We had good friends. And then thankfully for, for, for me, I was fortunate to get a contract at 16 and that's when I left home. Some of those, some of my friends didn't. Yeah. So then they go around trying to get uh, a club elsewhere and it didn't happen for them. So they go out the game and then unfortunately leave school and have to go and get a job. So at 16, you got the contract, you made yeah. the whole move over. Yeah, I left, right? ho I left home at 16, did my GCSEs uh, in Yorkshire. I remember July, I left home, started pre-season and I just went from strength to strength as a player. I was... I came more physically strong. Football was all I'd, I'd ever dreamed of being as a young kid, and thankfully yeah. I was fulfilling that. And I wouldn't say it was sacrifices because I had a desire and a hunger to get better day in, day out. Um, and thankfully for, I did that, and within two years, my game just went from strength to strength uh, yeah. because I could fully focus on that. The school years were hard because you're kind of doing ed education as well as travel. I struggled, but from 16 to 18, I just went, and then in 18, as as a young 18-year-old, I was playing in men's football. I was in the first team in the championship, which is an incredible achievement yeah. um, and something I, can't, I could only have dreamt of. What do you think it was going from like 13, so even before 14, and yeah. you had the opportunity to play at that high level, to then at 18, you're playing first league football in the championship, which yeah. is an incredibly high yeah. level. Obviously, like making it to that professional level at that level, it takes a lot. But for you personally, like. If there's a couple of things, because we have a lot of youth players listening, yeah. a lot of parents who, who got kids listening in, what would you say are a couple of things that kids should really be focused on during those ages to be able to make that climb up to the pro level? One thing, and, and, and now I've retired and I do a lot of media work, I do a lot of uh, speaking to people. I wasn't the best player, let me tell you, at 14. I wasn't the best player at 16. Um, there was plays far superior to me, but what I was, I listened, I was, I was humble, and I always wanted to get better. Uh, and thankfully I do that. And, and now I do some coaching. You take to people and you, you see the ones that want to improve and don't think they've made it at 16 because an awful lot of players got the game. Like I said, players who were better than me. Yeah. But then the tables turned. I was then becoming a better player than uh, what maybe probably people expected. And I overtook them. So I think it's about commitment, dedication, listening, um, and, and trying to be the best you can be of yourself. Yeah. And that's something I did, like I said. I trained hard every day, I left nothing on the, um, off the pitch. I just, just did everything to the best of I my think ability. If you have that mindset of like every single day, every single week, you want to learn yeah. and you want to improve. Because like you said, everybody, like their youth, yeah. you kind of, like you're born into a certain city, into a certain family, you might have access to certain resources and not. So certain players up until 14, 15, they might be a bit more talented. But if you're willing to be the player who goes out there and puts in the extra work every yeah. single day, every single week, yeah. that compound effect over weeks and months and years, that really adds up. 100%. And I look back to my younger days where I grew up. Um, you know, I had, I had a, a great upbringing from my mum and dad and they never put any pressure on me to be a professional footballer or anything like that. Yeah. They let me stand on my own two feet. Uh, and it was hard because, as I said, I was one of three brothers. So dropping my oldest brother at football, dropping my middle brother myself, it, it, it could be hard as a parent. And uh, I'm a parent of two now, and I know how hard it is. Um, the kids are f probably a little bit more fortunate. We didn't have the finances just to be able to do this. I came from a, 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 a normal background, as you would say, yeah. playing football on the streets. 
Um, but it probably stood me in good stead to be to work even harder to get to, yeah. to where I wanted to get to. And as I say, thankfully for me, that happened. Yeah. My middle brother went out the, the game the at 23. The you're talking about, is that like you going out and doing individual training sessions on your own? Is it just the persistence? <laughs> yeah, like I mean, look, <laughs> my mum and dad weren't pushy. Um, and my middle brother went out of the game, but I would be one that would go for a run. My middle brother in the off-season probably didn't want to go for a run. Okay. So you, you then have to do all these kind of things to say, yeah. well, that's a sacrifice. There's times when you think, I don't want to go for a run. I don't want to do that. But you have to. Because if I don't go for a run and you go for a run, that means you're getting an, a head start on me. Yeah. Um, so you're going to be better and fitter than what I am and all these kind of things. And this just isn't in football neither, by the way. I say this in, in a normal way of life I say yeah. to, my, to my boy do everything to the best of your ability sometimes your ability might not be good enough mm -hmm. but you've got no regrets amount of people I see when I go around people and I made the, made it and I have friends who didn't oh they say oh, I could have done this I could have done that yeah. well you never and why is that maybe yes people are unfortunate you have injury that can be the worst I had friends who went out the game with injury mm -hmm. that's out of your control what is in your control is how you look after yourself how you sleep what you eat all these commitments you can you can decide your future yeah. injury you can't unfortunately and that can be taken out of your hand yeah if you focus in on the controllable factors yeah. and you truly max those out over a long period of time you're bound to keep climbing up the ladders and you said something really uh, interesting which was you you would go out for the run when you didn't feel like it yeah see i think like a lot of a lot of people listening it's when we're motivated it's easy to get the gym oh. workout in it's easy to get to the football field when you're in a team setting it's easy to train but the days where like you wake up and motivation is low, yeah. are you gonna be the guy who still goes out and puts in the extra work? And I think that compounded over time, that's what makes the difference. Yeah, and I had that as a player at times. Yeah. Uh, don't let me tell you, when you play for 20 years, it's not all smooth smooth sailing. I can guarantee I went through a period at my, in my Tottenham career where I was lacking confidence. I, I, I was shot to pieces. I was half the person, uh, not just as a player, but as a person, confidence was really low. Uh, self-esteem, all these kind of things, but you have to overcome them. Managers, a manager tried to sell me. I didn't play for three months. How do you react? And I still pass it on to a player. We all have different opinions about different players. One is personalities, one is a performance. But what you can affect is your performance. Yeah. Uh, and I did that. I didn't speak to the manager for for a long long period. But I have respect for my teammates, and I crossed that white line, and I trained every single day. And like I said, I didn't speak to the manager, yeah. <laughs> but I did train hard. Yeah. Three months later, I remember getting in the in in the team, winning the first two games that I played in November. I played all the games to the end of the season. I got a new contract, yeah. and that is my biggest advice to to any kid, any adult. You can change perception of people uh, and you change opinions because the manager came in in the summer and obviously had an opinion about me. Yeah, it wasn't great. He didn't put me in the team, but I changed that, and then we come to have a good relationship. Um, so that that was a big key factor in in my career, and then in in life, to uh, always give everything, regardless when things aren't going quite right. Right. Yeah. So I, I want to zoom in on the confidence thing because I know a lot of people could could really help for that, uh, get help from that. But just to quickly zoom out on your playing career again. So you said, 18, you're at Forest. Yeah. And then you have a couple years there. And then I, yeah. the transition to Tottenham happened? Yeah, I had three years in the first team from 18 okay. to 21. And I had to overcome a, a double hernia in that time, gladular fever in that wow. time. Um, and my first year in the first team at Forest was probably my best year, 18 to 19. Okay. And then I had two, two years where I struggled, as I said, with glandular fever, double hernia, yeah. stress fracture in my shin. 
Um, so that first year you're playing like week oh, in, week out. Honestly, it was unbelievable. Time, yeah. I was, I'd gone from no one probably knowing me yeah. to everyone in the city knowing me everywhere I went. Uh, when the papers talking about me, I was going here, there, and everywhere. I'd got into How the. How does that feel, by the way? Like that, that transition. So like quick. Everybody gets to know you now. Yeah. You're kind of living the high life. I was always one of them, them humble people. It's, don't get me wrong. It's nice when things are going right. Yeah. Um, you're going in the city, you're going shopping, and everyone's saying, "Oh, it's Michael. How are you? And you're doing so well." As a team, we were we were flying. We got into the playoffs, and then the next two years, I really struggled. Mm. And 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 then, uh, why are you injured? Why are you having? Why why are you not yeah. playing well as a team? And you're like. Pfft, soon changes yeah so in that moment like mentally going from like you have a season where you're killing it like you're on the yeah, top of your yeah. game right Ex i guess people's expectations of you are at an all-time high too yeah but then all of a sudden now year two and year three yeah. it's not going as well mentally like what's going through your mind and how do you overcome that well mine was a lot was was you're still young phys too, physical you're right? you're like yeah 20, everything that was yeah. this and, and i never had any injuries really till till then so you think, I had friends who were injured at 16, I played every game, 16, 17, 18. And even when I was in the first team, I played 30 odd games after getting into, into that team. And then I broke down the next season, so I went through two or three, and it was the worst time ever. Because I had a lot of pressure on my shoulders, I was the next best thing. I'd been talked about going to certain clubs. Um, and then I was thinking, look, am I ever gonna get back to, to where I was in my first year? Was yeah. I ever gonna get my dream move to a, a Premier League club? But thankfully, at 21, Spurs, Spurs took the gamble, as you could say, uh, and it worked on both parties, that's for sure. How did that move come about, the Spurs? I mean, well, like I said, there was a lot of teams in for me looking, but people after the first year would then go, oh, he's had injuries, he's had illnesses. Mm. What we sign in your, your 21, cost a few quid, uh, I think it got the sign myself and Andy Reid for eight million pound at the time <clears throat> in 2005, which is a lot of money yeah. to a championship team. So teams probably were thinking, don't take the risk. And, and Spurs thankfully did because they bought me and Reedy, and I went on to play 324 times for the, an amazing yeah. football club, winning Carabao Cup in 2008, getting in nice. the Champions League, playing for England. I fulfilled my dreams. Thank, thankfully that, that Spurs took the gamble on me because I was in the Premier League and unfortunately that wouldn't have happened with Forrest, the team that I started at 40. You said 324 games. Okay, so obviously that's like years and years and years, years and I'm sure there were many amazing moments and difficult moments yeah. too, like you mentioned. Yeah. I want to get to like the difficult moments, but before that, if you just had to recap like your time at Spurs, the best moments, maybe the best game, the best season, yeah, I mean, some highlights. We got to the Champions League in 2010. Uh, that was incredible. We, we, like, and then so we get to the Champions League. We we then go to Real Madrid, yeah. playing at the Bernabeu, eighty plus thousand there. That was an incredible. We got beat four 0 but it was an experience in the latter stage. You beating AC Milan that year that no one really gave us a chance to beat, uh, and I believe that was the making of Gareth Bale yeah. uh, against Inter Milan. I mean, he scored four goals. It was it was that the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was bizarre. Was I know he scored three goals. Sorry, he got yeah, a hat trick in the second half. It was wow. it was phenomenal. I believe that was a making him. I go back to 2008, last time Spurs obviously won a trophy, which is, yeah. is hard to take. So, oh, I mean, there were so many special moments in, in, in a Spurs shirt. And, and as I say, I look back now with, with fond memories for sure. Yeah. And then if we go to the flip side, you mentioned there were a couple times where yeah. confidence was low, you weren't being selected. G give us like maybe one setback, one difficult moment. Uh, when a manager came in and a new manager in the summer, I'd played a lot of games and then all of a sudden I was going to be they tried to sell me um, 
you know. And How it, quickly is that, by the way? Is that a matter of weeks? Like, no, I mean, the, no, I mean, look, they, uh, a club came in and offered ten million pound for me, which okay. was which was big money, and yeah. you know, it just wasn't the right time for me to leave. I think it was twenty six or twenty seven. Um, and I just believed I had more to, to give to the club and I didn't ag agree with the manager who was playing and thankfully, I, like I said, I, I turned him round but for three months it was very, very hard. That probably had a, an impact on my decision at 30 when I did leave the football club because I couldn't go back. When I was 26, I still had a long career, hopefully. Right. At 30, you come into the latter stages of your career and yeah. uh, when, I, when I went to Hull, they offered me a four-year contract. That tends not to happen at 30. Yeah. Uh, all these things... Uh, played into into that, but that was certainly a hard time. But I think it stood me in good stead for the rest of my, my career. And then at 30, Hull City. Yeah, I left. I thing? left, and Hull were in the Premier League at the time. My wife was pregnant with with Louis. Uh, a chance to move back north, and it just seemed to fit the bill. I, I thought Hull were going to be in the Premier League for longer than what we were. Um, they stayed up the season before I signed in 14-15, and then we got relegated. So it was an absolutely disaster for me. You make the the jump to go to a Premier so League club, club, another year. Yes, it was a lower right? club, of course yeah. it was, and that's no disrespect to Hull. Mm. Spurs are a top six team every single year, even on the on the bad years, want to be a top four. Hull were going to be fighting for survival, but I believe that the players we signed, they would be able to do that, and we underachieved. 12 months later, after getting relegated, we got promoted, so it was a, a great feeling to, to, to do that. Yeah, I'm curious, like, you're in your 30s, does hunger die down like towards the later stage of your career because you, you've you've played at Tottenham yeah. you've played in the Champions League you played Real Madrid obviously that's kind of like the yeah. top of the top right so once you start getting to that that later stage did your hunger die down a yes or no and if you feel like it did what did you do to kind of keep it going do you know what I, I think that the turning point for me was when my kids were born um, when, uh, when I went to Hull, okay. um, you know the transition. Yeah. Uh, Louis, who's now at now eight, stood stood here listening to me me chat about this. Yeah. I mean, that that was a change, uh, and that's probably why I had, I had kids a little bit later because I was yeah. I was selfish. Um, I was with my wife from from the age of eighteen, uh, but we had kids late because I wanted to fulfil my dreams as a footballer. Yeah. Uh, I'm a hands-on dad and. When I went to Hull, I'd be up in the middle of the night, and all these kind of things play play into the factor uh, of probably why we had kids a little bit later than we wanted them. And 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 it was then football did come second, I suppose. And okay. don't get me wrong, when you cross that white line, everything goes out the window. You have 90 minutes to win the football match. Yeah. That's it. That is my whole my aim focus. But I think there was a few times when uh, it, it maybe wasn't well and. It, you know that did affect my performances it yeah. did because my, my main thought was I was Louis and then Sienna came along and all these kind of things it, it does, does play an impact so football I suppose does come second second to you then because your kids and, and that was just how I, I sort yeah. of, of came to be and not that I didn't give 110% to, to being a footballer because it's, it's given me the lifestyle I've, I've got now it's given me the life that the kids have got and, yeah. and we have so football has been everything to me it's still football Louis loves it we're here playing football I'm a, we're having a game tonight with the parents Fair of course game, I want to win yeah. the football I want to win then as well so that doesn't change the hunger to be as good yeah. as you can be but for me, when kids came along, yeah, it just came uh, it came a little bit different to, uh, yeah, too yeah. early on in, in, in my footballing career. That makes sense. Yeah, I've heard that's a big shift when the yeah. family comes into play. And then the last part is going back to Nottingham Forest, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, the, I couldn't have asked for a better way to go out as, as a footballer. Yeah. Apart, um, you know, I went back to where I was going to. I was followed Forest from the age of eight. Uh, 
I was watching them and then leave sign at 14 leave home and leave and, and then to be back where it all started yeah. was was a great way to go out and I signed a two year contract thinking would I get a third thankfully I did it started really well um, and then I ruptured my hamstring and then Covid came along and my last year was really hard there was no fans at football and let me tell you fans in football are, are everything this is Covid the Covid came okay. in 20, uh, 2020 so then fans stopped, stopped going uh, How was that playing with like no atmosphere, nothing? I, that took a lot of hunger away from me. Yeah, okay. I mean, grassroots football, you turn up, you always dream of turning up to stadiums with 30, 40, 50, 60,000 people there. Yeah. And you become a performer. Yeah. We're now not performing to anyone. Um, and it just took a little bit away from me. I just looked that nervous. I was always nervous whatever I was, whenever I was playing, when I was a young kid to, to then... 36 37 when i retired i still had that nervous inside because i don't want to i don't want right? to let my mates down my teammates i yeah. want to win my family the fans the club everything played into it mm. i just lost that lost that little bit of hunger uh, and at the end my uh, my time came a new manager came into forest and i wasn't involved and it, it was it was a hard way to go out um, but i have no regrets from from yeah. the whole career i had setbacks i had disappointments but would i changed anything no um, I think that's I what makes it. the football journey so special too, right? Is the roller coaster. And I always say like the more ups and the downs you actually have, the more fulfilling the yeah. process becomes. Because if you're just going on a roller coaster and it's a little bit of ups and downs, there's nothing special. Look at Marcus Rashford. I mean, yeah. I, I, I love him as a player, but I love what he's overcome. Mm. And only he knows the problem he was having last year. We, I now do the punditry. So we now, we look into it and go, well, he's not performing well. He's not performing well. Why? We don't actually know these things. You don't know what's going on in people's personal lives. Yeah. Kids, family, you, you actually don't know. All we know as pundits is we watch them just on an afternoon and go, yeah. well, they're not playing very well. Why? There's sometimes a reason behind that. So great that you see him coming back, but that, that mental side of, of everything in life, not just sport, uh, is certainly something that, that, that makes you tick. Okay, so I'm curious. You start at uh, Forest, you end at Forest. That's a really cool way to kind of finish off the career. If you could go back to your 16-year-old self at Forest and give a piece of advice that you learned from the, the 15 years of, 15 plus years of now having played at the highest level, what would that be? Is there something you wish you knew? No. When you, no? No, honestly, no. Um, because I've said I wasn't the best player. Yeah. Um, and I pass on to, to people when I speak. You can only be yourself. Like, some people are not as lively as what I am, not as talkative, some people are quiet. Um, but you get the best out of what you've been given in life. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's what I would say, be the best of yourself. Just be the best of yourself. And like I say, we're not all Cristiano Ronaldo's, we're not all Harry Kays, yeah. we're not all Messi's, but what we can be, we can be the best of ourselves and try and get the best out of your ability, what you've been given. I like that. Quickly want to highlight in on the England appearance, right? Playing national team, like what does that feel like? How is that? It's an honour. I mean, look, I only got four caps, but I'm proud of those four caps. I went yeah. to a World Cup in, in 2010 South Africa when Rio Ferdinand got injured. I mean, I was blessed with centre-halves in, in my position at, at that time and that era. I mean, you look at John Terry, you look at Rio Ferdinand, yeah, you look the, at Levy King. Uh, you yeah. look at Sol Campbell at that time. Sol was coming a, a little bit older. But yeah, there were so many players. Jamie Carragher ahead of me. So I, I had it hard, I mean... Uh, but thankfully, I got four caps, and I'm, I'm so yeah. proud to, to say I played for my country that I love. Yeah, now, that's like the top of the top, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah of course, that was. Yeah. And there was, I was thinking I was in 32 squads. Someone told me. Mm. 
So to be in 32 squads and only get four caps, yeah. um, I mean, even to come on in, in some of the other games would have been nice for 30 seconds because you get caps for mm. whether you play 30 yeah. minutes, 30 seconds, it's still a cap. So I was subbing an awful lot, but I only got on the pitch four times, but I'm still proud to have, uh, I've said I've done it four times. Different angle from someone who's like played Prem, uh, highest level. Yeah. We've already talked about like, you have to train hard, you have to have the persistence, the dedication, all that. How important has having a good football network been for you? Connecting, getting opportunities for yourself throughout your career? Because I think there's a lot of youth players listening to this and yeah. parents listening in too, where they focus a lot on the training and the development, but there's a whole nother side to football that you, you're maybe not aware of it until you actually get into it. So how was that for you, having a football network and having those connections? Yeah, I mean, look, playing grassroots football, we got spotted for our local team and went to Nottingham. Um, and then once you're in a football club, it's down to yourself now to go and perform. Yeah. If they say be on time, if they say to be there at half 10, I was always there at 20 past 10. I was always on time, I always had respect, I always listened. Um, and when I take my boy Louis to, to any, any place, the first thing they say is, his manners, polite, and then when you cross the right line, then you can get in. If you have to kick the opposition, you kick the opposition. That's just how it is. Yeah. Um, but off the pitch, you'd just be the, be the best you can. And it, it's hard because every, every parent's dream of, of having a, a professional footballer, mm. and sometimes as a parent, you can't live in, in, in your dream of missing out. Let the kids be happy. Let them go and play. Yeah. Let them decide what they want to do because otherwise they'll get to 13, 14, 15 when they have their own attitude, they have their own, yeah. own personalities, their own opinions, what they want to do. You may, may then be disappointed because maybe they, they don't love football as much as I loved it or because my mum and dad were, were fantastic and, and let me live my dreams um, and go on and do that. Yeah. Okay, this was good, Michael. So much more we can talk yeah. about, but we'll close it off here. I want you to highlight football escapes if you yep. had to give a quick 20 30 seconds what is it and how can someone get involved well i mean look sam uh football escapes who runs it um go online put your holidays with him everything it's all yeah. but what we do do is we want to have fun um and we've got they have a lot of ex-players that come uh, bobby zamora is here next week with billy wingrove I mean, look, we come and we have fun with them. I've yeah. said, football is about fun, but we try and get a few points across. We, we do different activities. But you look, your parents bring them over here. And I said about Dubai, but they do it all around the world. This cool. is, honestly, some of the places is that you get to Is it all over, go, like, you all guys over, global with the camps? All over, okay. Maldives, Icos. I so mean, wherever someone wants to take a vacation, you yeah, guys have a I spot. Mean, <laughs> Sam and the guys, I think there's Sam, Rio, um, Bobby, they're all in... That they own the, and, and Mark Noble they own the, own the company it's, it's great for them I mean you look I mean, we've got 60, 70 kids on the course this yeah. week from different ages from probably 4, 5, 6 to 14, 15 and we have different groups going round and as I say we do do some coaching of course we do we're trying to get points across we're trying to, trying to improve the kids yeah. but different levels of age the younger ones it's hard to, hard to get the points across they have fun um, but as soon as I've been I've been invited to come over and do this. I don't just enjoy the football, I enjoy my holiday. And Louis, yeah. do you enjoy it? Yeah. <laughs> and that's my boy, he stood there listening to hey. me chat and he, he loves it, he's... Do you have fun? Yeah. yeah, of course he does. That's the most important part, right? You have the fun, football's all about fun, but then you also have those learning points you integrate. Of course. And then icing on the top, boom. Birds hey. in the background, you got Jamera Beach Hotel. One day someone might get me to move to Dubai. <laughs> If you're out there, bring me to buy. Hey, Louis, should we come? Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> if Lou says yes, we got to make it happen. We've got to make it happen. Amazing. Michael, thank you so much. Hey, thank you very much. It's great having you on. Thank you.